My name is Kevin. And my name's Nate. Oh, damn. And we're here for uh, some geek news, as usual. We are, even though we both almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Dude, I looked at a calendar and I was like, okay, yeah, it was that week. And then I was like, no, I have to go into Instagram because I have to double check most of the thing. And I look and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's next week. So I go to the calendar. I'm like, okay, and then, and then that would be that week. And then this would be. So, Nate, yeah, we got to record tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it was just like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm coming into my weekend off. I'm like, oh, fuck, that means I got to record shit, right? Yeah. There is one thing that I have to do every weekend I'm off. I, <laughs> I remember yeah. now. Yep. Luckily, it's not a pain in the ass. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, th- that is the one thing you can say about everything going on right now. It, at least it's just a matter of walking <laughs> to our computers and recording the podcast. That's... It's not yes. like it's terrible, str- terribly strenuous on us at this point. No, no. And and to be fair, not that it's that that bad even when we have to do it here. No. Except for we do have to set up a few things yeah. every time. Let, let's be honest. The the key difference is we're not spending money on food right now when we, <laughs> while we're doing this. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah, you're right. You're right. And that's funny, man. I have saved more money not working. <laughs> right? It's. Uh, than yeah. I have working. I legitimately, <clears throat> I have bought, I have not bought groceries since m- March, I don't know, when, whenever the first like crazy insane day was, yeah. so it's been over a month, or at least a month, <laughs> I've not gone to, like, I've not gone and got groceries. Lucky you. I am so, doing all the grocery shopping of the household right now, and it is a miracle that you have not seen me on the news yet. <laughs> um. And the thing is, I I still have, because I, I just bought canned soup. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck it. It's whatever. I got tons of frozen vegetables and stuff already. I legitimately probably have, just thinking about it really quick, 12 more days at least legitimately <laughs> of just eating soup. And that's still not my frozen meals, my frozen meat, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the last trip I made, which was on yesterday... Um, Technically, that trip got us stocked up enough that I could potentially not have to go out for another two weeks if we really didn't want to. Um, right. If we real, if shit hit the fan and it was just like, nope, you're all staying the fuck home, we'd be fine right now for like two, mm-hmm. for like three, four weeks at this point if we absolutely had to. So, right. took a little while to took about three weeks worth of one trip a week to get there and to get us back in the habit of making a full list rather than just grabbing a couple things every day. But yeah, yeah, I, we're I finally there. So uh, luckily for me, uh, eh. yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I legitimately, I can, I'm, I'm a weird person where like, I don't have to eat. Like I don't get like hungry pains. I don't feel like lightheaded. I don't any of that shit. I get like, if I had to go on survivor, besides the fact that I fucking out of shape, <laughs> and I don't like to eat, like, I don't like fish or bugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, they'd be like, oh, he needs to eat. Like, no, I'm good, actually. <laughs> I'm still fine. 
I'd probably be like fucking 130 pounds by the time we were done. But Jesus Christ. I find that with work now. I did like mom's just like, are you not going to eat more before or like after work? I'm like, I don't want to. And nine times out of ten is because I'm so fucking dehydrated that I just need water. But yeah, that's <laughs> and and that's the thing too. I've drank more water, I in ever in my entire life. Like when we're done here, I don't have a water right now because I just had one with dinner, mm. um, like a glass of water. But when we're done here and when we go to play games and stuff, I'm gonna go get another glass of water because yeah. I, I just keep like filling that mason, uh, that mason day. mug that I had to bring <laughs> one that one day. Um, yeah, I just keep filling that up. Granted, it looks like I'm drinking moonshine all day, but whatever. Yeah, no, but, well, I wouldn't judge you. Yeah. <laughs> at this point in time, that's that's kind of where we're at. No, I thought about I thought about going to the crazy store. I thought about going to get booze, and then I was like, how much is it worth it for us to, like, drink and play games one night? And I'm like, it's not. I could care less. Yeah. I'd rather just stay up for 24 hours and be that kind of, like, high tired where I laugh at everything. I'd rather that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd less people I have to deal with. Well, I won't. I I used to have a problem with moderation, so most of the time when I bought booze, I would just buy whatever I would have for the night. Somewhere along the line, in the last several months, I apparently have gained control over myself again. So, like, I've been fine to stock up. But yeah, just not to mention like the LCBO is fucking. Oh yeah, it's not worth it. Oh man, and I. The number of people in Tweed alone that are lined up at, like, fucking noon is just astounding. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's sad. It's, like, one of the most sad things I've seen as, like, I I mean, I don't know what level you have to be to, like, realize that you're in this line and, like, you've been there a handful of times Mm -hmm. and you've been there more times than you've had to line up at the grocery store. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude because people legitimately have problems and that kind of stuff. There's no way every person there has a problem. So it's just sad. Oh, and it's, it's, I was talking to, um, the, the one girl I went to high school with who works in our LCBO here. Apparently at one point people were coming from fucking Ottawa to get the beer they like to our fucking LCBO. Yeah. It's, at which point I would told, I told her, I was just like, I would have told him to fuck off and drive back to Ottawa. Like, fuck him. But anyways, people are, fucked. yeah, I, that is some crazy shit, but you know what else is going to be some crazy shit? Our takeaway. Yeah, let's get to the fucking show, people. Let's stop focusing <laughs> on what's wrong with the world and just move on. Speaking of which, that actually ties into my takeaway. Um, uh, recently, uh, and I never even thought about this when Disney bought out Fox. And I, this show I completely forgot about, but Cosmos is on Disney Plus right now. Oh, um, nice. And that includes the newest third season. Uh, that was the real thing that sparked it in me. I never even thought about it, but holy fuck. It was like, yeah, Disney money behind Cosmos now. That's good. Uh, all three seasons are up. I went back to the start and started right from the beginning. If you like science in any way, shape, or form, this show just makes you feel good about everything. Like It just, it just kind of makes you feel a lot better about life in general. That's all there is to it. Um it's there's so much information in the show. I would honestly suggest like watching an episode, like don't binge watch it, watch an episode, let everything sink in and then watch another episode the next day. Um, just cause there's so many concepts and a lot of it is big thinking and it's just, uh, it's really good. And if say you don't have an interest in science and you're just curious about things like how does photosynthesis actually work? Like there's that kind of shit in the show. And it doesn't explain it to you on a toddler level, and it also doesn't explain it to you on a fucking rocket science level. It just explains it. And you get to listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson for an hour at a time, so. 
Nice. Um, that would be my biggest suggestion. It's just it's a really well put together show, and keep in mind that Seth MacFarlane is one of the people behind it, so it's not unenter- it's not unentertaining. It's it's good to watch. So that's uh, that's my key takeaway. Cosmos, excellent show. It's definitely worth watching. So fair enough. Uh, mine. I'll just add really quickly on to yours because I've never I've never really seen the show, but if you on on anything like that. Um, it, it kind of like studying for a test or anything along those lines. It's actually been proven if you fall asleep right after you take in a bunch of knowledge, you're actually more likely to retain it than yeah. you are at any other time. So watch it before, watch an episode before bed. Yeah, and actually, it's it's perfect for that because it's not. Again, it's a science show. It's not like there's a ton of action and stuff that's going to get your adrenaline pumping. That's going to make it hard to fall asleep. If anything, you're just going to have that soothing voice of Neil deGrasse Tyson, just giving you all the good feels, and you'll. Yeah, you just kind of drift off. I fell asleep the other morning after work watching it. Like, I got to the end of the episode I was watching, and then I just drifted off before the second one started. So, <laughs> Woke up at the Lazy Boy at, like, 10 o'clock. I'm like, fuck, I need to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's definitely... it. Yeah, if you have any interest in science at all, it's not a show that you should leave on the table. Like, go and watch it. Yeah, I, fair enough, man. I will, I will probably take a look at it because I, I mean, I steal your Disney Plus, so yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I at least have Disney Plus to watch, uh, <laughs> and there's nothing you could do about it, except for lots of stuff, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, except password. changing passwords or things like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, everything that I have no control over. Um, I, I, I do have a takeaway, um, but they're also my reviews. So I'm only going to do one of them because um, as much as I think one is awesome, it's also a shorter time than another. I think I'm going to leave my other takeaway to reviews as well, so that's fine. um, But uh, Corey and I had talked about this a bunch, and I'm pretty sure I had taught you how to play it once a long time ago, and Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever played it again since. But uh, Card Fight, Vanguard, Zero has come out on mobile. Uh, That came out about... Oh. Uh, the 16th i think oh. um i have literally played this every day <laughs> um it's a little bit more simplified it is the old rules not the new rules mm-hmm. and it's also not the correct rules it's dumbed down for mobile but it's uh <laughs> if you can hear that <laughs> it is uh it's it's super easy it's not like a super rip off when it comes to like packs and um getting stuff mm-hmm. i have been playing for again uh i didn't get it right on the 16th i got it on the sunday i believe i started playing it mm-hmm. so what would that have been the uh, well, no. last sunday that would have been 19 no, i think i think 18th? i started playing on saturday yeah saturday. so 17th 18th 19th somewhere in that maybe it came out on the 6th I think I changed my answer to the sixth and I started playing it on the 12th. Fair enough. Um, 12th to 13th. So about two weeks now. Um, and dude, in all reality, look, I just logged in and because I'm logged in between the time of blank and blank, they give you a 35 stamina just for logging on Hmm. and your stamina doesn't cap. So like right now I have 297 of a hundred stamina. Nice. So I can play above and beyond matches. They have an event already for a clan. I've got most of the cards except for, like, the super rare cards. I have 
almost all the cards for the other clans. I've beaten the story mode up to where it is too at this point in time. I'm almost beating the story mode again on hard. The only thing I'm not like I'm gonna be very close to getting is there's a timed thing that you can get for a, a special character with his face and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I am at let me no no character fight. I don't want to play actual damn game right now. I am at come on. Sorry, just waiting for it to load because i need 45 i need to open 45 more packs mm -hmm. to be able to get every time you open a pack you get a special coin and those coins they allow you to just buy extra cards different character arts that kind of stuff there so it's nothing you, you don't need it right it's nothing besides me being like i want it <laughs> um so i need to open 45 more packs before the end of the month right <laughs> is it oh, it's, it's the same as how like the the dc the the mobile games i play get me with just certain characters right like oh you can you get this many tokens to get this guy and of course i'm gonna play more that month than i did the fucking other month and do more shit so it, that's exactly it and and again at the end of the day if i don't get this am i gonna be like oh this is shit no because it literally does not matter it is mm -hmm. absolutely nothing besides i can change what the little faces when i play people online yeah <laughs> And it costs 200 of these coins, and there's five days left, and I need 45 more. And I'm averaging about six packs a day. So technically, I can get there if I yeah. rush it, a little bit harder. Yeah, like I said, very very similar to like that marble game I play. Right now, Like I could be grinding to like get Venom and Carnage like ranked up. Why? They're going to do a promo fucking as soon as the movie comes out that they'll have shit that just floods it in. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't worry too much exactly. But it, it is it is lots of fun, and if you know you know people that play. Oh yeah, I like well for night. me, even if it's old rules, like that'd still be a good way for me to practice, right? Like, right yeah, I, that's the thing is the game is easy to relatively easy to learn anyway. The anime teaches you almost instantly yeah. in the first episode, uh, and this teaches you this literally the story mode is the original show, like awesome. episode for episode. So it's kind of like the Yu Gi Oh mobile game in that respect, where it's yeah. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it It's lots of fun. It's free. You don't have to put any money in legitimately. Mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, Bruce beat me yesterday in one of our matches, and he has half as many of everything as I have. Yeah. So, like, you can still win. It's, it, it's just, it's lots of fun. The anime, uh, again, the story mode takes you through watching the anime. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more dumbed down, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They don't show you 30-minute episodes. But it, it's the exact same, like, episode for episode, what happened in that episode, just broken down to the important stuff. It's mm -hmm. like Dragon Ball Z Kai, but even more condensed than that for card fight. Right. That makes sense. Cool. I'm definitely going to check that out, because I want to get... I don't want you to have to teach me every time we sit down to play. I'd like to get so I at least know how to play it sitting down yeah, yeah, so we can... At least understand the basics. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um... I guess that brings us into the trailers. It does. Um, so my first trailer uh, is probably the most interesting thing I've seen since fucking I watched Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> it's called Spaceship Earth. Oh. And this is all, it's a documentary revolving around uh, something called Biosphere 2, which a lot of our listeners might not be old enough to remember, but uh, that was kind of... Our, 
our original experiment to see how humans would survive in a biosphere, uh, a self-contained uh, building that had its own little ecosystems oh, and whatnot. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, the idea was originally, well, if we're going to colonize other planets, we're going to have to figure out how to sustain a biodome. Um, <laughs> also, my other takeaway, biodome. Great yes. movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Definitely watch that. That's Brendan Fraser and Polly Shore at fucking... <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't Brendan Fraser. That was uh, the Baldwin. Yes, uh, Stephen. Yes, Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore at their finest. So, oh, dude, 100%. Fucking killer movie. Um, and put it this way, Biosphere 2, not a success. There is a reason they made a spoof movie called Biodome, starring Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. Yes. Um, shit wit went sideways real fast in that. Um, and this documentary is literally showing. I didn't know there was like a cult aspect to the Biodome either. Uh, apparently, no, they started to do some weird shit in Biosphere 2 by the end of that. So, it, it looks interesting. Again, this looks like the most... The train wreckery is dock that you can't take your eyes off of since Tiger King. So, uh, and the bonus is this one isn't a series. It's all going to be in one shot. So you, you don't have to waste seven hours out of your life. Just like one and a half. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, it, it, it just looks <clears throat> obviously like, again, we're too young to have lived it live when they were doing news coverage of the biosphere. So this is kind of an interesting look. All I've ever known is humans tried to make a biosphere. Things went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same. It's all I've ever really known. And yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now where you're talking about it. And, and, and yeah, they, they pretty much like they thought it ended up becoming a cult and this is fucking nuts. I would watch this for sure. Right. Uh, th this is, yeah, this is like tiger King, but there seems to be more value to it. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know how, that, how to explain that, but I feel less bad about wanting to watch this than the other. I, so. I think because the the thought behind this was actually a good science yeah. and something was going to come from it until, you know, at very similar to people quarantining. Eventually, I think you just start to become crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's uh, yeah. that's that's one of the few trailers that I found for that. So. Fair enough. Um, my first of my of my trailers is, um, I don't know if you can if you can look at a trailer while I'm talking. Like if you mm -hmm. have your thing set up so that's possible. Mm -hmm. I the trailer for this fucking game is the most intense, like story driven trailer uh, for anything I've ever seen. So it's called Snow Runner. And I'm going to let you look that up before I say more about what it actually is, because I want you to find Copy. the actual trailer. If you type in Snow Runner... Uh, movie trailer? Uh, it's not a movie. It's a oh, game. It is a game, okay. But if you type in, yeah, trailer into YouTube, I'll see if I can tell you... Uh, Focus which... Home Interactive is the first one that came up. Gameplay overview trailer? <sighs> yeah. Or United go, We Drive. I... I, do, I probably United We Drive if I was to take one because I think that's the one I saw. Okay. So click on that one. So as you can already tell, it's like a truck driving um, <clears throat> game about people logging or driving, yeah. or delivering and that kind of stuff in uh, the north or largely forested areas just where it's impossible to drive or like you have to be the fucking greatest drivers of all time. This trailer is the most intense trailer I've ever seen for something like this. It's like we understand like it's like a voicemail message from like this dude's wife 
Yeah, no, if I, if I had just sat down and watched this trailer, I would have thought it was for a thriller to start out with. <laughs> right? D- dude, I was like, I watched the whole thing. Like, I was so just in it, even though halfway through I was like, oh, this is just a driving fucking game. And I was like, <laughs> I have to talk about this because the graphics are actually pretty decent. They are. And if you're into that kind of thing, then it's it looks really good. But just that trailer is so intense. It is. You're not wrong. Like, this would make me want to play this driving sim. <laughs> right? I just, it blew my mind. It's like, oh, dear, you know, we understand how important it is that you have to do this, but, like, you know, danger. And then it just, like, shows them doing all this crazy shit and, like, driving up these, like, high-detailed mm-hmm. mountains and shit. It's nuts. <laughs> it's well, and not to nuts. mention, like, what a time. I love that it's, like, co-starring Chevrolet and Caterpillar. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's um, crazy. But, like, especially now, right now, right, where... We we're really like truckers are a big part of the world right now. Like they're keeping yep. shit running at this point in time. So that makes uh that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. Um and that actually yeah that fuck if that came on sale or something I might actually grab that. I don't I don't know if I pull pay full price but to try it out I might yeah that looks interesting. Right. <laughs> I do, I just couldn't believe it. I literally I it started playing and it's like a 2 minute trailer. Like it's yeah. it's a pretty long trailer and I just I was so focused while it was on. Oh yeah. And I like at the end it was like SnowRunner blah 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 and I was like and I opened up my phone like SnowRunner talked about that. Perfect. Yeah, cuz like the way it opens, it it's the way you would expect like Kona or like a a survival like mystery game to open. Yeah. But no. You just you just driving <laughs> truck. No, yeah, it, it was very. It's a very well-made trailer for a game that should not have a well-made trailer. <laughs> it should <laughs> yeah, be like Farming there. Simulator 2020, but it's yeah, it's good. I, I almost wrote that down. Have you seen the trailer for that? <laughs> it's no. not as good, but it's still pretty. <laughs> it's still pretty up there. <clears throat> I have not. They seen put that, so no. much. They put so much effort into those trailers. They like, do. Uh, I mean, it, I guess it's the same as like a 2K game, like a sports game. Well, the, yeah, people it, are buying it. Are the same people. Well, exactly. Let's be honest. So who like, are they selling it to? Yeah, someone's buying these games because they wouldn't be able to keep making them otherwise, right? Like, right, but it, it's like it's confusing to me that like why you would need same reason like you don't ever need to make a Pepsi or a Coke commercial ever again. Like, how many generations hmm. do you think it takes before we forget what Coke or Pepsi is? Yeah, um, yeah, you're very much right. <laughs> right, because uh... like you're gonna be like. I don't, you drink more Pepsi, right? Like Diet Pepsi? Oh, I, yeah, I, I'm currently drinking both, just whatever's available, but yeah. Uh, right, right, but. Coke normally... Zero is the favorite in my house for whatever oh, reason. Oh, right, but... sorry. Yeah, sorry, Coke Zero, yeah. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter, nonetheless. Whatever, but you, you, when, you know, when you're like a, a old man and you're going to be stuck drinking one, right? You're going to mm. be like, oh, nothing's better than a blankety blank. Mm-hmm. And then, so like. Your grandkids are going to hear that, and then they're just going to... Like, it's literally so ingrained in society, it doesn't need commercials. No. Um, At least for, like, ten generations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or until something new came out. But I, what's the likeliness that that's not going to be made by Coke or Pepsi? Yeah. Well, it's the same as any tycoon game, right? Do you really need to explain what the game is other than blank tycoon? Like, not really. Mm-mm. You like build crazy. the thing, you get the people to come to the thing, you make the money. That's that's how that works. <laughs> that's, that's the shittiest tagline for <laughs> the fucking Field the Dreams I've ever heard. <laughs> you build the thing, people go to the thing, they give you the money. <laughs> yeah, get your father's respect. <laughs> 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 that's a shitty movie. 
Um, all right. All right. Uh, the other new trailer that I'll mention, um, Disney Gallery, uh, specifically for The Mandalorian, uh, which is basically going to be a behind-the-scenes docu-series looking at how they made The Mandalorian. Um, so you'll get to see John Favreau behind the scenes. Uh, the trailer I watched is really cool because the director's talking about uh, Werner um, Herzing. Is that his name? I'm uh, sure. Uh, I want to double check because I want to say I, this is one of those rare occasions where I actually want to say that person's name correctly because um, uh, he is such a good actor. Uh, yeah, I know. Fair enough. Ah, uh, yes. Werner Herzog. Sorry. Um, he's a German filmmaker, but he's in in terms of on screen, he's best known for the Mandalorian uh, as being the the Imperial general or whatever who's left over. Uh, he's also in Jack Reacher. He plays uh, the prisoner. Okay. Um, so he's an excellent fucking actor, uh, very deep guy, and his directing chops are really huge. Um, so there's a scene in the trailer for uh, this Disney gallery where it's like, at one point, Werner starts directing the puppeteer who's playing ba- the, the little Yoda, and then like I'm trying to direct Werner while he's directing the puppet, and it's just like, it, lo- it looks like it's going to be a fun look behind the scenes. Um, That's awesome. Awesome. It looks like there's a lot more practical effects than you would have thought were in that series. Uh, stuff that blended so well special effects-wise that I didn't even notice. I just assumed they had CG'd it where they no, didn't. So there's stuff where you could see a puppeteer operating IG-11, um, which is the assassin droid that has the fucking wicked shootout scene in, uh, early yeah. in the show, the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's actually a puppet that a guy is behind lay if i had to guess i would say he's probably a professional shooter because he's operating the gun actions so uh just it it looks like it's going to be really interesting um so if you enjoyed the mandalorian you're probably going to enjoy watching the behind the scenes of it so yeah no behind the scenes anything especially i don't know if you ended up watching any of the corridor crew stuff i was telling you about a little bit yeah um yeah i I, that shit it's just so interesting because the things that you think I mean, you worked in television and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and, like, you know, you can look at something and go, okay, well, I would ass- I would assume that they would probably do it like this and this because that would be the easiest. It probably yeah. costs. And then you see how they did it, and you're like, oh, I would have never in my life assumed that's how it was done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had told me while I was watching that as much of IG-11 was practical as it was, I would have been like, that's bullshit. This has to have all been CGI. And it's just, it's a robot, so the textures are easy. But no, yeah. uh, apparently, by the look of that documentary, there was a lot more practically done than there was, than you would have thought. So, um, and that's a show that we already appreciated practical effects for because Baby Yoda wasn't CG; he was a puppet and shit like that. So, yes, yeah, yes, um, he was he was half and half the way he should be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, it just looks like it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, John Favreau is always interesting to watch when he talks about movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so this sh- this should be a really good docuseries i'm definitely gonna check it out it, I, it might already be up now i don't think it's out for another week or so fair enough yeah i'll have to check it out i still haven't watched all the mandalorian so i'll have to do that as well mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh I, I dude man i like i said behind the scenes and that kind of shit i i've always been somewhat interested in it but since mm-hmm. i started watching the corridor crew my takeaway from last episode i it, it just been even more uh like more interested in that kind of stuff because now behind the scenes stuff is so much more in depth than it was when you used to get it on like a DVD or a Blu-ray. 
Oh yeah, it's full like production stuff now, which is it's 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 a movie in and of itself now, which is awesome. Uh, That's it. I mean, when we um I think you were there for that. Yeah, I'm almost 100% sure you were. When we met the guy who did the behind the scenes for Oh, Jack Black's out. <laughs> behind the <laughs> scenes for um The Dark Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I mean, that's on Netflix and that stuff now. But when we met him, the stuff he was showing us just that he was able to, like, take photos of while he was there, mm-hmm. um, which obviously uh, he was not supposed to. So we don't use names or anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was awesome. So then to see, like, if that's the level of stuff he got just from, like, his phone, mm-hmm. they were there recording that stuff specifically. Uh, and it's just super intense. So yeah, behind the scenes stuff now is, is so yeah, Crazy and we we're in such a wonderful time right now because we've hit this point where practical effects are starting to come back into play. I mm-hmm. would say anywhere from early 2000 pretty much right through to about 2015 everything was CGI'd right to shit. And mm-hmm. now we're starting to see a call back to practical effects and as you say, the perfect merger where you don't yeah. really notice where one is one and one is the other. That's right, where it's either cut or shadowed or, yeah, you know what I mean? They just do it in such a good way. They've just been able to blend things at such a level that is mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah. I'll have to finish watching Mandalorian first. Yeah. But. <laughs> it, it's, the ending of that season one, so good. Just yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in. It was one of those shows that sold me. I just haven't gotten a chance to actually sit down and, and watch it yet. Yeah. But it was one uh, of the my, few shows that I watched week to week. Uh, I rarely do that, and I, I fucking every week I tune into that one. No, fair enough. All right, my next trailer or my last trailer is the one I was laughing at before we started recording this because I'd written it down, but I hadn't watched it. Mm-hmm. And it is the teaser for the Saved by the Bell reboot. Oh shit! I never, I forgot to watch that. Fuck. Yeah, uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty much Mario Lopez. Um, and they have some of the other characters. I saw, um, what's her name? Who played Jesse? Um, fuck, what is her name? <laughs> uh, it, nonetheless. And, um, it's about some of their kids and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. Obviously the kids are a little bit more dumb and, and, uh, it's a girl this time that does the freeze frame. I don't know who she, she is. It doesn't really explain that right. well. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it looks like it's just a new aged version of the same thing, which, you know, as much as people get mad at that kind of shit, that's how you have to. Oh yeah. From Uh, just from what I'm seeing so far, it looks like modern humor as well. Right. Not yes. Eighties, nineties humor with laugh track and whatnot. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Elizabeth Berkeley is also in it with Mario Lopez, at least from what you see in the the trailer. But the, the one thing is, you know, they're all doing, this this stuff and she does a little bit of a freeze frame and she's like what did this blonde boy just say to me Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) then it goes to mario lopez being like "Uh, listen i'm like i'm cool talking to like one of the like the kids yeah and he's like you're a gym teacher and i saw you eating soup in your car (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't hear it because i was trying to listen to you too that's fucking great oh man um and then uh at the end of the trailer it's him sitting down and he's like, listen, I used to get in fights with my best friend all the time over a girl. And then he's like, oh yeah, that was your mom. But, but anyways, so then I just, mm-hmm. uh, I eventually, you know, found a new girl and started hooking up with her in, instead. So it was fine. 
wait, that was your mom. That's <laughs> just like, oh my God, that's golden. Like the fact that these kids gym mm-hmm. teacher has nailed both of their moms. <laughs> it's like, how do you just go to school? How do you just deal with that? <laughs> how do you ever go back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you, how do you have an actual conversation with this fucking, this teacher ever? That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah I just want, well, yeah, that looks really good. Um, Obviously, they didn't show anything about Zach. Uh, from what I read, though, the actor who played it is going to be in the series. I just don't know how big of a role he's going to have. Well, yeah, I'm assuming it's Zach and Kelly's kid. Because mm-hmm. there's there's no way. That kid looks almost exactly like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking, exactly. Um, Zach Morris. Why can't I remember anybody's name? I, I don't know. Because even when he was on Franklin and Bash, I still just called him Zach Morris. <laughs> uh, Mark Paul Gossler. Right? Yeah. I I didn't Google that, just so everyone was aware. I'm Googling it now to make sure. Um, But yes. Uh, and the fact that it's like, I mean, he's still A.C. Slater is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Yeah, Mark Paul Gossler. Uh, it, I don't know. It just seems funny. It just, it seems like it could be okay. Like, it's not, I'm not that upset by it. No, this is, this is a, well, a re, let's call it a, re, re, a sequel. I don't know, but whatever it is this looks like one of those continuations that's going to be good um and one that's made for all audiences i think one that's going to appeal to us as much as it does to teenagers and that kind of thing so right not like like with girl meets world i couldn't keep watching it because i found it was definitely targeted toward the younger uh, our age when we watch boy meets world right that was a 100 percent that generation target this feels like it's more made for both to me yeah i i agree i agree um i think i think there's a a thing well i i mean not that you couldn't go back and watch boy meets world as well but i think i think you i think you're right i think the the boy meets world is very similar to or the girl meets world is very similar to the one time i saw a barbie movie Mm -hmm. or a barbie show i guess is what i don't know what it was it was barbie something or other it was on tv but it made so many references to other things to be like Listen, if you're a dad watching this, we we tried to help you out the best we could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where that's what it seemed like all the throwbacks and everything were in Girl Meets World, where if, like, you were there watching it while your kid, or you're in the room where your kid was watching it, and all of a sudden in walks Mr. Feeney, you're like, ah, oh, Mr. Feeney! Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're like, oh, I remember, oh, I remember. Or and, Ben Savage uh, says something that calls back, and you're like, oh, yeah! Yeah. yeah. Um, and this, yeah, this seems less like that. Obviously, it has a few things like that but this is more like you can still find the humor in most of the things that were being said like how stupid zach and kelly's i'm just assuming but how stupid the the kid is when he's like oh all the books here are digital it's such a like it's such a pain to be able to get it like oh can you believe how long that took and you're like (laughs) and then and then just like instantly you're like god i fucking hate kids nowadays (laughs) yeah exactly but you're like it's funny because that's they're getting you because they know that that's what you know, people are going to be like that. Um, really quick on uh, that small tangent on that, a Barbie thing that I watched, mm-hmm. it literally referenced a space odyssey, star Wars and Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. That was definitely thrown in for any dad. Who's just sitting there like, God fucking kill me. Yeah. Literally Barbie's closet turned oh, into Indiana fucking... Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Barbie's closet turned into fucking, uh, the robot from space odyssey. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. And was and was like, no, you shouldn't wear that today. You should wear. And then it's like trying to force her to wear like different things. And then she's like, ends up running out with a giant ball of clothes, like, like comes after and she like slides under the door and then like grabs back in to like grab a hat or purse or something. That's funny. And then, well, she's trapped inside because the fucking dream house has gone haywire ken's outside reading the blueprints he's like all right so if we shoot a fucking space torpedo in through this vent (laughs) i I don't know this thing's killing it whatever it is yeah so yeah that's and nonetheless uh saved by the bell reboot actually not too yeah it looks it looks good um my last trailer and as kevin already made fun of me before the show i have a habit of finding shit that's old but this one is genuinely old. Like, it's been out yeah. for a while, and I just... It slipped under my radar because I really don't care about Valiant Comics that much. Okay, fair we, enough. We've discussed I, this a couple times over the last few months regarding Bloodshot. Like, it's just not a line that I really give a shit about. I just I just imagine now, because with, like, a little throwback to earlier, you're like, I found this awesome trailer, and so this guy, he ends up building a baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> baseball diamond in the middle of a cornfield. That movie came out in, like, 93. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Costner. And <laughs> There's this movie with this giant ship, and it can destroy planets. Did you know about it? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yes. Um, the, the trailer I'm talking about is for Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Apparently, this started as a web series. Um, very similar to the Mortal Kombat one. Okay. Um and from what I've seen and from what the reviews are, this is actually good. Like, better than the actual Bloodshot movie that came out. You've got uh, the guy who played Tommy in Power Rangers is Bloodshot in this movie. And it's literally what it promises. It is Ninjak just basically kicking the shit out of every other character in the Valiant universe. Um, it the, ki- the costume design looks great. It looks very accurate to the characters. The choreography is awesome. Um... Again, this is something that just, if you weren't a big fan of Valiant, would have slipped under your radar. Um, and I, the only reason I'm mentioning it today is because it came up on one of the top ten lists that I'm subscribed to uh, of, like, superhero movies that you've probably never seen. And this was basically one of two on that list that I hadn't seen yet. Um, and this was the only good one on that list that I hadn't seen yet. So... Uh, this was the only one with positive reviews that anything had positive to say. So, you know, if you're a fan of the Valiant universe, if maybe Vin Diesel didn't quite float your boat as Bloodshot, you know, check out, check out fucking Tommy from Power Rangers because you know he's at least got the fight choreography chops to make that look good. So. Yeah, I was just watching it right now. I'm, I'm watching a part of it right now. I actually watched it. I clicked to find a spot where Jason David Frank was fighting Ninjak. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Dude, that dude, it, it, it looks good, no, nonetheless. Just from watching it, I think all combined, it's like an hour if you watch the whole thing. Yeah. <clears throat> At least what I found is like an hour and 13 minutes. And if you if you ever watch Power Rangers, um, Jason David Frank, he is su- like, he may not be the world's best actor, but he loves doing this kind of shit. So much so that he's been on like seasons of power rangers in the past like three years oh yeah like and he uh bat and sun he actually whenever the bat and yeah. sun does a green or white ranger he goes and does it because he just loves fucking doing this yeah and he's also yeah. along with that he is one of the 
few people on the American show that was an actual martial artist and continues yes. today to compete in shit and actually do that stuff. So yep. um, it's always fun to see because he just, like we say, he enjoys everything he does and he's good too. Not as you yeah. said, not the greatest actor maybe, but stunt and choreography, he's fucking bang on. So Yeah, and, he, and he's having fun while doing it, which makes it easier to watch anyway. It's it's the reason why The Rock is good to watch in all, pretty much anything he makes because you know he's enjoying himself while he does it. It, it yeah. could be a garbage movie, but he's enjoying it. So exactly, and I, I've met Jason David Frank, and he's a nice dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it, it, that doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> um, it, no, I, I didn't like meet him like just so everybody's like, he met. I literally went to a convention and got him to fucking sign a poster for me. The poster yeah. ended up getting ruined, which is I'm not a big person for autographs, anyways. I just that's what we'd gone there for, so I spent the fucking like twenty dollars to get the fucking picture. Yeah. Uh, same way that I say that the guy who played Jane on Firefly is a nice dude. I met him for like ten minutes, and he was <clears> nice he enough. Was nice. To, he was nice no enough way. to ask like how far I had driven to get there, and like you know why I was getting the autograph and everything. So like, yeah, but nice enough in that respect, anyways. Yeah, considering I've heard people have awful times just who paid for an autograph with someone. Yeah, like they don't have to be nice. I, I can guarantee you, they care. They they don't care that you're that like. They don't want to do it that much. Like, no. they don't. It's not that fun for them to meet a million gross, stinky fucking people. No, exactly. And just and to ask questions too. Like, oh, where'd you come from? Tweed. Where's that? Like two and a half hours away. Oh, you actually came a ways to get here. I was just like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So it was, but, yeah, stuff like that is always cool. It's nice yeah. when you get people like that who are in that industry who stay grounded. So. Um, but yeah, so uh, so Ninjak vs. the Valiant Universe, if you were a little disappointed by the Bloodshot movie, you've at least got one good fucking Bloodshot scene in that hour of footage. So, um, it, And like I say, of that top ten list, this was the only superhero movie you probably haven't seen that had positive reviews. Every other movie on that list was garbage. I know, because I've seen all but one of the other ones. So... Yeah, it's. I'd say it's worth checking out. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight or tomorrow, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm, I'm down. Um, was it a Looper video that yes. you saw? Yes, yes, it was. Um, okay. for for the record, the other videos on that list were. Uh, I think I still have it up. Uh, Man Thing, which is okay if you like sci-fi horror movies. Not okay if you like Man Thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. The Spirit 2008, which was garbage. Although that did, uh, apparently there was a Spirit TV pilot um, from the late yeah. 80s that actually apparently is not bad that I'm going to have to check out. Uh, Generation X, again, horrible. If you want to watch Matt Frewer um, just chew the scenery and just be an over-the-top character actor, sure, but otherwise avoid it. Uh, Matt Frewer is the voice of the Bishop on Castlevania, just in case you're wondering. Uh, Justice League of America fucking awful i'm really surprised the incredible hulk movies made it onto here like the light the lou ferrigno ones because i would assume people oh, have probably yeah. seen those uh nick fury agent of shield um from 1998 starring david hasselhoff yeah uh and stan lee's Lightspeed also made that list uh which huh. definitely don't watch that that is not yeah. worth anyone's <laughs> time uh the only other one that i'd never seen was called firearm and i think the movie was made to promote the book because it came with like issue zero or something, so I don't know. Um, 
So yeah, definitely Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, the only thing on that list worth checking out. <laughs> it's and, um, for everything you just said, I agree 110%. <laughs> I haven't seen half of those, but like I've I've seen things about them and even then I'm like, oh yeah, that's not a Yeah. I, I was surprised the Doctor Strange TV movie never made it on there from like 1979, but yeah, uh, I know the one you speak of. Uh, old Marvel stuff is fucking hilarious. It is. It's so bad, it's good. But the only other thing I haven't seen is the Roger Corman Fantastic Four, but that's because like no one has fucking seen that. The print was yes. apparently destroyed, and we there's only scenes remaining. So. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, so just some of that shit was like they had no idea what to do back no. then. No. Uh, yeah. I... Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, fucking the Captain America movie, just dude. That Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, my favorite part of that movie is when him and the bad guy are going up the elevator, and it's they have like machine guns, and they stop on a floor full of like samurais. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep, I do. And the door fucking opens, and all the samurais turn on. They're like, ah! And then the fucking just yeah. <laughs> Just mow them all down and just instantly kill them all. And then the elevator goes up another floor. I'm like, what? That's so unnecessary. Oh, it was, it was so a 100% cool. Indiana Jones and the fucking sword. Yeah. Like, that they, That was one of those moments where you're like, you knew what you were doing there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it was fun. I just... It, I've never been upset with a Punisher movie because they're either so bad that they're good or they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's no real in-between. No. Um, no. It's just... Yeah one knee the needle goes one way or the other and yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's the opposite of the the fucking dark knight quote of the needle of Lord, <laughs> you know the hero become the villain it's like no if your movie is bad enough eventually it becomes good again yeah yeah <laughs> then it comes all the way back around to exquisite acting yeah um yeah, yeah. Um, uh, i think that's all my trailers that's it for me as well perfect so you know what that means this just in it's the news. All right. So I really don't have much news. I'll let you go first because you have a few more pieces than I do. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll start off with one that is not. It's cool news. Who knows how far it goes or anything like that. But mm-hmm. there's a uh, apparently there's a handful of them. But there is a new. Um, did you ever have Bionicle as a kid? Have what? Like Lego had Bionicle. Oh, uh, I did not. I have seen the Bionicle movie, but I did not have. I it was too expensive. I didn't have it as a kid, so. Oh, I I got one. <laughs> I got one one year for my birthday, and that was my only present. Um, so, uh, anyways, they, they had made a game. I have one of the games for it. They're not that great. The movies are all right, but apparently, someone has made an open world RPG fan game for it. Oh, okay. And it looks really, really good. Like, it looks like one of the better games I've seen. It looks better than the game I have. Huh. <laughs> That's an actual Bionicle game. Interesting. Um, the thing, obviously, is um, <clears throat> people are worried that Lego is going... It may try and take it down. Uh, so it is just called Bionicle uh, Quest for Matanui. Okay. Um. But yeah, it uh, people are saying it's probably okay because Lego doesn't normally take down. They don't really care that much. Yeah, they make all their money off of their license. Well, one, yeah, so exactly. As long as it's right? not DC or whatever. But um, yeah, the like little trailer they have and the gameplay stuff, it looks really good. And you know, they they look like Lego 
and I don't know, man. It just looks... It reminds me of, like, the first time I remember seeing a commercial for Bionicle and being like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> like, legit. And, like, you compare it to the modern stuff that LEGO has, like, Ninjago and all this other stuff, like, Bionicle still seemed cooler by all rights. I think it was yeah. one of those things that was just too far ahead. It needed, like, a TV show to go with it and yes. all this other shit that would have promoted it. Um, um, but yeah. Bion- Bionicle, for me... Um, I think it was at that part of the time of like the early 2000s where things became edgy. Yeah. Like, if, like for kids. So like, it, like parents didn't really big fan of it. Cause like the Hot Wheels movies that I fucking love and have each one of, and mm. one day we'll have to sit down and actually watch them and, and you'll have to tell me what you think. Um, <clears throat> they get super intense with some like adult themes in them, even though it's a kid's movie. Yeah. And they got canceled because of that. Hmm. Like they end on a huge cliffhanger and it gets canceled. They got canceled because they were just too, they were like too much for that time frame. So like wow. it would have been, I think Bionicle now and those hot wheels would have done fine as like nowadays, like um, mm-hmm. young justice does. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's grabbing so. two different age brackets, right? Back then, yeah. Uh, yeah, unless you were a diehard nerd, I don't think you had a built-in fan base of adults no. watching cartoons. Not the way there are today, at least. No, because you'd be fucking classified as a pedophile, probably. Yeah. There was no, like, you were a fucking weirdo if you were an adult watching a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the same thing. For the longest time, I probably didn't, like, start advertising that I would re-watch all of the Marvel cartoons and Batman cartoons to, like, five, six years ago. Cause it just yeah. it, it seemed less weird at that point that I would do that like every couple of years, but yeah. yeah. I, again, I pu- I put a lot of faith in kids to be able to take in information that is above and beyond. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching those types of shows and and movies. Well, that's and, the thing, and, and there were big concepts and all that. It's just you were either young enough that you didn't <laughs> grasp it and you didn't care, and good versus evil was enough, or you were just old enough that it actually taught you something. Right. Um, so yes, I, I mean, I think that we should let kids watch and do that kind of stuff. The thing is, is obviously I don't think kids should still have the level of decision-making that sometimes they get Yeah. because at the end of the day, right, we're talking about this in, in all seriousness, I like legitimately Lego once I became 12 or 13 or whatever, like high school, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't cool anymore. No. Uh, right, because the... it wasn't cool for me to play with it, so all of a sudden I didn't like it. Yet, if you were right now to be like, "Hey, do you want to fucking sit down and play Lego for an hour?" I'd be like, "Hell yeah, I do." Yeah. Uh, the same thing happened to me with Pokemon. I got to an age where I was just like, "Well, I guess I have to quit because that's what society says I have to do now." And it wasn't until I got to like my mid twenties where I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, it, it makes me happy. Why am I not playing it? And then I started playing again and fucking rebuilt my library and got all the games and fucking started playing. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like everybody in our age bracket has had to fucking muscle through that, unfortunately, um, which sucks. And fortunately, now, though, as adults, the world is different and we can come back to that shit. Yes, thankfully. So, but that's my that's my first piece of news that there's a fan game when you get a chance to if you take a look at it or whatever, it looks fucking sick. Cool. Um, I yeah, I'll look at that for sure. Um, and uh yes, it's it's literally a fan game and it is 
at least from what they've shown so far, it looks really good. So if they get to a point where it's Wicked. semi-playable, I'm down. I'm I'm gonna fucking download it and play it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, same here. I'll, I'll. Yeah. Um. I don't really have anything that ties in necessarily, so I'll just fucking throw shit out there. Oh yeah, good luck. None of my shit's gonna tie in. Anymore. Yeah. Um. I was just running. So we had talked a little while about uh, about the Flash, and about how so the CW shows kind of dropped a few plot points and kind of fucked the dog a little bit on some stuff. One of the things we talked about was Godspeed and how we didn't get any payoff with that. Godspeed. Well, the showrunners have come forward and saying that we are going to get some resolution to that uh, very soon, actually. Uh, oh. Flash will start up again April 23rd, I believe. Uh, and it's about early May where we will see the storylines that make whatever's happening with Godspeed make sense, apparently. Um, Pied Piper is going to come back. And thanks uh-huh. to Crisis, he is not going to be a friend anymore. Yes, he is already. They've already had him back an episode. And proved that he is a villain. Yeah. Um, which we're going to find that a lot with Crisis. Let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm. We're, we're going to see a lot of enemies become friends, friends become enemies, <laughs> shit like that. So, yeah. Um, which is good. Uh, the, like, that's been a griping point, I think, for you and I for almost two years now about how Godspeed kind of got fucking shuffled off to the side. So it'll be nice to see that explored. Yes. I don't <laughs> well, think it. we're going to get the payoff that we want. No. But um, it's so much cooler than Reverse Flash, and I've seen enough Reverse Flash for my fucking entire life. Yeah. I, the only redeeming factor of Reverse Flash at this point is... Tom Cavanaugh? Yeah, exactly. That, that's the only <laughs> yeah. thing. You get to see him play a villain, and he fucking kills it. As oh, yeah. He's Yibar a Thong. great actor, just in general. But I, I agree with you. We've seen a lot of Reverse Flash, and it would be... You know, it, it's... There's room for other speedsters, and there's room for other villains for the Flash as well, so... Um, you became half robot there for me, and that was the greatest I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I've had yeah, I, flash. I was saying there's other speedsters, but we have seen a lot of the other speedsters too. But um, <laughs> I guess we haven't seen Zoom put on the reverse flash costume. We haven't seen that yet, so I don't know. Uh, oh my god, fucking every time you become a robot, man, it's great. Also, the fact that. Ta- uh, Tom Cavanaugh is Canadian makes it a hundred times better. This is true. Um, there's, I will say like Tom Cavanaugh is fun to watch on that show as stupid as I think the whole like multiple wells and all this other shit is just like a side thing that isn't really necessary. He does do a great job of doing all those different roles and it's fun to watch yeah. him slip into those different characters. So yeah, this, yes. it's basically getting to see Tom Cavanaugh Cavanaugh exercise his entire acting range which he never got to do in ed <laughs> and this is yeah, like the well, first yeah, thing that he's done since ed it's like he's just fucking getting it all out of his system right now so you know that's right right he was in like the yogi bear movie and it's like oh god no mm-hmm. and then then they put him in flash and like do everything yeah and he's like oh easy i don't psh, easy <laughs> um i can keep up with superhero related news okay so um I saw you posted a thing on Facebook, uh, might have been today, about some Green Lantern shit. I did, uh, yesterday, um, last night. Just the f- fact that there's a million Green Lanterns in our yes. sector yes. compared to everywhere else. Uh, Depending on whether you count Alan Scott, yeah, it's it gets to be a lot. Fair enough. Um, we might have to hang up this call and recall back, because on my end, at least, you're robot like crazy. 
No, I'm still hearing you um, okay. But anyways. Okay. Uh, I can deal with it. It's not that big a deal. Um, and I closed anything that I had that was streaming. So, um, But anyways, um, there is a new Green Lantern. I don't know if you knew this. But yeah, I purposely teenager. just chose not to mention it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ty Pham. Yep. Uh, the newest and youngest member of the Green Lantern Corps. Even younger uh, than Teen Lantern. I yeah. Yes. Um and then apparently they also introduced like uh at the same time uh like force ghosts, but for Green Lanterns. Yeah, which to be fair has kinda been a thing before in the Green Lantern universe, but I yeah. I'm more okay with that than I am another fucking Green Lantern on Earth. That's uh, yeah, I mean I one hundred percent. I mean at this point in time they should have to like it should be like them losing their power going to someone new and then it creates yeah like you someone needs to retire at this point like that's all there is to it but yeah right and whether it's it's like whether it's mandatory or chosen it should happen because then that creates some you know issue yeah like well and that's been the classic story of the other green lanterns who take the mantle there's the adjustment and yeah it's yeah. Uh, I, I would much rather, right now, I would rather have an entire series about Abin Sur, like a 12-issue miniseries about him at this point, yeah, fair enough. than fucking more Hal or John or Guy or the other eight fucking Lanterns. Yeah, just anyone. I, I, at this point in time, just do a couple fucking, like... Or do, like, a Sinestro, or... like, pre-core, yeah, yeah. like, before Hal, even. Do a Sinestro yeah. series. Of Do it before him. he became a fucking Lantern. That's what I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Like They had that little bit of throwback to him when he found the fucking Ultraviolet shit, right? Yeah. Like, do that shit again. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, or do like a six issue on each. I, and I know they kind of did uh, Offset with a few of them, but do like a six run on like each core. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <clears throat> and like there's enough interesting members of each core that you could do a, like a three to six issue miniseries on several different members right like you could do a saint walker series you could do a fucking oh yeah what, without a doubt yeah an Orkillo series quite easily yeah and like they would be good and people would read them and it would just give us a break from the earth green lanterns and all honesty like i do not like the new green lantern series starring hal the writing is just so fucking incoherent that it's hard to follow and <sighs> i want jeff johns yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> yeah no fair enough i mean that man doesn't know how to write some green lantern but yeah. yeah i just wanted to bring it up that he's like super super young yes um this is 13. kind of the answer to teen nova yes and that's 100 that's how i found this article and and yeah i mean that's it i mean i do think this helps a bit and i do think this is a character I I do wish there was less Green Lanterns because I again, you, you could make them a different color yeah. even. I don't well, I care. I'm so much more <laughs> interested in the Blue Lanterns right now. The Blue Lanterns have had such a massive question mark for the last like three years. Right. I'd rather hear a story about Saint Walker rebuilding the Blue Lanterns right now. To be yeah, honest. Uh, and and for sure. And I mean, in all reality, this kid could have been a Blue Lantern. Yeah. Th- there's a there's a way to make. Like, they don't you know what would be a way more compelling story? Someone on Earth becoming a yellow lantern and having to deal with the moral qualms of using yes, fear yes. to enforce justice. Like, yeah. that would be or, a far or, more compelling story. Yeah, or a red lantern. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, like literally either any of the ones that are normally bad. Yeah, or any of the ones that even tread the line, like the Star Sapphires. Well, yeah, that's why I was, I was about to say that too. Right? Like, yeah, because it's it's using your power to make peace, but at what point in time does it become so much out of someone's control that you're no longer giving yeah. the option? You want a really good anti-hero story? Do you want about a human in the Indigo tribe? Because they are oh, literally yeah. a planet of convicts and murderers who are paying their penance by being part of the Indigo tribe. Yep. Like, there's there's so many more interesting stories to tell other than just willpower. I, yeah. Not that it's not an important aspect of people's lives, but there's other more interesting things to touch. Yes. That's... Uh, Yes, I I agree. I, I agree. I just I thought I'd bring it up because mm. I you know sometimes new comic stuff is actually interesting that why they're doing it or yeah. or case like this where they're doing it because they're trying to make another teenager yeah. related character. Uh, I can definitely stick with comics. Um, I assumed <clears throat> this one was a little bit of a piss off because the and the I the article was definitely clickbait. Bastards. The way they titled it. Um, the way they titled it made it sound like we were definitely getting a Guardian Devil sequel, which was the Kevin Smith Daredevil run. Mm-hmm. It was just Kevin Smith saying, I will write a Daredevil, a Guardian Devil sequel oh. if the right people come on. Meaning Joe Caseta, the guy who drew it originally. Yeah, I get you. Um, now, that said, that's more than we've heard from the past. Like, Kevin Smith is very much like, I hit gold. I don't want to fucking risk destroying it because people liked that storyline apparently he forgot that he just left a daredevil storyline hanging with no (laughs) fucking resolution that people are probably more pissed at but um so that the one thing i will say that does leave it open that means that joe caseta may very well say sure hey let's fucking do it and maybe we'll get the sequel to guardian devil but right for sure yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't read it, The Guardian Devil, all of Kevin Smith's comics are pretty good. Um, yep. Especially the I stuff, get... like, there is a lot of stuff that wasn't supposed to stay in continuity that he wrote that wound up in continuity. Um, his Green Arrow stuff stayed in continuity. His Daredevil stuff stayed in continuity. His Spider-Man stuff all stayed in continuity. So, even though the publishers don't necessarily trust him on the outright... At the end of the day, he does a good job, and a lot of stuff makes it into the the continuous universe of things. So, listen, man, people got a lot of people got too pissed off at the fact man Batman pissed himself. That's a legitimate thing. It was a year one happen. storyline for fuck's sakes. Like, yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, come on, people, fuck off. Yeah. Yes, Batman is the end all be all of superheroes. Yeah. We get it. And and I'm in the Batman series that he did, Winding Gyre, Cacophony, and I can't remember the third one. Um, yeah. That is one of the few series that never made it into canon, partially because Kevin Smith took a few liberties with weed and stuff like that, and he definitely made the Batman story he wanted to make 100%. So. Yes, um, but... But Guardian Devil is a fucking fantastic addition to the Daredevil mythos, so highly recommend, and it would be amazing to get a sequel to it. Like, yes, it Really would. and truly. And, and yeah, I mean, you talked about you did Green Arrow as well, and, you know, you made a new an actual new villain that's actually a decent villain as well in, in yeah. the Green Arrow, Automatopoeia, and, and that kind of stuff there. Like, again, he 
yes, his movies and that kind of stuff, because very much those times he does what he wants to do. And, and yes, he did that a little bit with with Batman. Um, I don't think it's that as bad as everyone makes it no. out to be. But God, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when he writes about other people's stuff, it's normally pretty fucking good. Yeah. And Daredevil in particular, because Kevin Smith was raised Catholic. Yes. There, there's so much good. Like, if you like Dogma, you will 1,000% like Guardian Devil. Like, mm. easily. So, there, there's a lot of great stuff in there. So, hopefully, that this fucking clickbait, art, clickbait article leads to something real. That's that's yes. my hope. So, no, uh, no. What I'm also trying to say is get on Joe Caseta's Twitter. Just be like, hey, yeah. just keep fucking hammering send until he finally does it. That's, that's where I'm getting at. Maybe don't go to that level, but no, at least don't do that. But <laughs> at least like retweet him this article. Yeah. Or what Kevin said. Yeah, exactly. If enough of us do it, he may have caved to peer pressure. So, <laughs> um, mine also has to do with Marvel. Um, my Marvel thing is probably my favorite Marvel thing of all time. Um, do you have a guess? What are you googling? What are you googling? <laughs> I hear you typing. No, uh, just tell me. That's fine. Uh, uh, Spider-Verse 2 got a release date. Oh, I did um, see that, yeah. Yes, October 7th, 2022, into the Spider-Verse 2. Um, uh, they also I'm released... not one of those... Huh? Sorry, I, they also released some details about the new Spider-Man movie, I think, too, but... I... Yeah, yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> if I have to choose a Spider-Man at this point in time, it's animated fucking Miles Morales. So. Very much so, I agree. Um... Uh, I've talked about this a handful of times uh, when Corey and I did our favorite movies of the year. Uh, Spider-Man, it, it wasn't even a question. Um, it is. It had become my favorite superhero movie. Um, yeah. It's, it's Still is, probably yeah. my, my favorite movie <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Um, just because it's every part of it is done so well. And every time I watch it or hear something about it, I just learn something new and it makes that movie even better. Yeah. Um, like... Uh, like just a handful of it's things the only where... new movie that i have watched several times since it came out like right yeah um i just everything everything i watch about it like if you guys haven't seen it which if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it i don't listen to another episode until you've heard it <laughs> i don't care even if we i don't care if this makes us lose viewers or no listeners. i agree yeah you're wasting your time because it is you don't know good movie or storytelling until you've seen this mm. and it's just everything they do with the audio with the fact that there's a Spider-Man theme and Miles has a theme. And then you, over the time of the movie, they become one when he becomes Spider-Man. It, it oh, it's just this, this whole it's, thing where he, it's perfect oh. storytelling. I, and yes. there's no way to explain it. You just have to experience it. Yeah. Like, and, and there's just more things that you can like, again, the more you watch it, the more you get from it. And I like, I can't wait for the sequel, even if it... I, I can almost guarantee it's not going to be as good, and I don't really care, because nothing's ever going to take away from how great that movie no, is. No, the I, experience I that we had it. in the theaters the first time we saw that, nothing will ever bring that back, sadly, but no. at the same time, we'll always have that, because that was just awesome. Just so Right, good. yeah. That's it. And, and and like I said, even if even if that, that exact experience doesn't happen, every time I watch it or see something... It, it's just something new that like is I, so much yeah i still love it. it like you were just like can we talk about how nick cage killed him and i'm like that was nick cage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like i'm sorry pardon what <laughs> he's my favorite part of well, he's not my favorite part of the movie so but he's pretty fucking good oh fuck um 
the last thing that I just heard about, and I knew it was shot this way because you can see it in some of the scenes where it's done at like half the frame rate. Yeah. Because it, it looks like an, a motion comic mm-hmm. more than like it, it it's part of the whole thing. It, it's incredible. But the thing that I didn't realize until I watched it or I, I, I watched a kind of a breakdown in a part of it is the fact that he is shot. So uh, Peter B. Parker is not shot at half the frames ever. He's always full frames. Hmm. And the reason being, and you can see this near the end, when Miles finally becomes Spider-Man, he is no longer half the frames. Because now he has the like full movement and he is fully Spider-Man. So he has all the the skill and the sleekness of everything that Spider-Man should have. And he has fluid movement. I'm rewatching the movie again now. <laughs> Dude, I when I saw that and I, I, I watched and I, I was like, oh my fucking God. Because that combined with the fact that when the first time he sees the fucking Spider-Man suit, his face is lined up with the emblem yeah. because he doesn't. He, he he's has a not, hard time yeah. understanding. You grow and then when he it, comes, yeah. yeah. And when he comes, yeah, exactly. And the quote from fucking um, Stanley earlier about, oh, you know, everyone you fit in it eventually. Yeah. yeah, everybody goes into it. And then when he comes back and May's there, and he's just like, I wonder what would take you so long. And he goes up to the things, and his face is lined up with the mask mm-hmm. because now he is ready to become Spider Man. It's just every part of that is so good. And then the like the leap of, oh my god, it's such a good movie. Yeah, but yeah, every it's... part of it. It's perfect cinema. They're like it, it. We've said it several times. It didn't deserve just best animated. It deserved best picture. It definitely did, and it's it's why it's my favorite movie. I literally could pick a five or ten minute scene from that movie, and there are legitimately parts in that movie that make me want to cry. Yeah, and and just either from happiness or sadness or just the clearly seeing someone's uh like someone's thought come to life is. Is that, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've always said that Stanley's cameos in Spider-Man's are always the best. And yeah. th- this is no different. No. I, and it's not just the fact that this was his last, well, I think technically Miss Mar- or Captain Marvel wound up was his, his last, last one. one. That was the perfect end one. Because Spider-Verse came afterwards, right? So he recorded that. He recorded it before, but it came out after. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just. It was the perfect fucking quote for him to leave our world on. Uh, yeah, I yeah. yeah, just like it makes me want to tear up now thinking about it. Just well, fuck. that's it. In in the Spider-Man movies, there's always something about being a better person or about being the person that you are trying to be. Yeah. Well, and that's and Spider-Man it, too. I think that's why we all love Spider-Man. Whether it's Miles, whether it's Peter, whether it's um, um. O'Hara, I can, couldn't remember his first name to save the life of me for a second there. Um, there, there's always he's never the perfect hero. There, there's always room to grow for him. There's always these challenges and everything. It's not yeah. never black and white. There's always somewhere to wiggle room, and yep. he deals with that every fucking time. And that's what makes him relatable, and that's why people love him. So, well, yeah, one hundred. Spider Man's life even... ain't easy in any of his <laughs> no. iterations, and that's what's he... awesome about it. Even even Doc Ock when he is trying to be Spider Man, yeah, or the Superior Octopus, right? Like, oh, the that I think, oh fuck that oh. end where Peter takes over again. Oh man, mm-hmm. like you've yeah. never loved a villain as much in that moment mm-hmm. where he was just like, I could never be you, and I yeah. understand now. 
Well, that's <laughs> when he when he fucking find when he actually figures out how much strength Spider Man has, and he's like he's literally held back every time because he could have just killed us. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you're like, how? Oh my god. That was the, there was a quote too. Uh, Daredevil, um, the the new series of Daredevil that just started up in issue one. Um, Daredevil accidentally kills someone, and uh, it's been out long enough now that I don't really care. But uh, yeah, I, I assume. Um, there's this scene where he's going back to his apartment, and Spider-Man's waiting for him. And Daredevil obviously has all of his senses, so he knows Spider-Man is there before he gets there. And he's just doing this little monologue, and like, and then he shows up, and he is the strongest and most powerful of all of us, and he doesn't even fucking know it, but he's the guy who showed up. And it's basically Spider-Man telling him, like, you're done. You're, you're not Daredevil anymore, at least for a while. And, like, just that, just the fact that Daredevil understands that, like, Spider-Man could be literally the best of all of us. He yep. just has not realized his potential yet. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And he's still fucking an amazing hero, and he still has room to go up. And I think that's yeah. where it's, and I think that's how a lot of us feel day to day. We're doing good, but fuck, we could always do better. And yeah. that's why Spider-Man is just, yeah. And that's oh, why yeah. Spider-Verse is such a fucking amazing movie. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, it got real intense, but yeah, uh, go watch fucking Spider-Man yep. and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Other news. Uh, my last piece of news. I'm going to kick out the other one because I just don't care about it. Um, Age of the Shield. Uh, they oh, have announced what the next season is going to be. Apparently, it's time travel based. Yes, but back it's also in the time final season. Uh, and they got to save Hydra. So, um, which a lot, you could jump out of the gate and say, ah, oh, what a fucking stupid idea. Think about it, though. If you don't have Hydra, how many grade A supervillains could have fucked things over in the time between then and now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh-huh. Uh, how many wouldn't have been brought under some degree of control? How bigger disasters could have happened if you didn't have a clandestine albeit evil organization trying <laughs> yes. to steer the course so that could yeah. actually be really interesting um, unfortunately yes hydra is one of those things where it's the better of two evils um at times yeah um because that's it they, they're like the illuminati even though the illuminati does exist in marvel yeah. um yeah, yeah but that's kind of how they work for a good portion of shit they do is behind the scenes you never even know that it's them until it's too fucking late yeah. how many agents and... like crusher creel would have just been out fucking causing mayhem if they didn't get pulled in by an organization like that and pointed somewhere right so <laughs> yeah. it's it's i think it's going to be interesting i think this also opens up by the time period it looks like we might get to see some agent carter crossover not that i really have watched agent carter really care that much but it does give them some I, room I did. To, the show was good yeah uh i haven't watched it yet it looks good i just haven't taken the time to um, be fair, it's better than most of agents of shield <laughs> i don't doubt that but it, it looks like pennyworth in a lot of ways um and i loved the yeah. first episode of pennyworth so um i gotta check it out but yeah it, it looks like there's some room to do like some agent carter stuff in there and i i think it's gonna be fun uh we're not dealing with possessed yeah. colson anymore so we're getting old Phil back who I'm sure has some demons to deal with after being possessed and all this other shit. But yeah. Yeah. Um, super, super weird, but it, it is the final season as well. Just so everyone yeah. is They And I, they're starting to jump some sharks. So it's, it's time to pull that to a close. I would say. But. Yeah. 
This at least is a more appealing <laughs> season than what the last season looked like to me. So, and the last I season pulled agree. the nose up fucking hard. Like they saved yeah, that yeah, from. I, a... I didn't finish watching it. Um, it as it, it could have been better, but it was considering where it was heading into a fucking massive nosedive. They did pull things up a bit. So, um, yeah, That's good, at least. Uh, that is my only other right. pieces of news. So um, perfect. I got one last one. Um, it's not really that crazy, but it is video game related. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played Near Automata. Um, uh, I have. I'm yeah, I'm sure you know. Well, I, I know yeah. of it. I played a little bit of it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it is a sequel. If you didn't know, to a, an original game, mm-hmm. um, it came out for the 360. That was known as well, NPS3. It was just called Near. Um, mm-hmm. Not even like you would almost never know that they are a sequel to one another yeah. like they are related games because it's just it's kind of like final fantasy in a sense they mm-hmm. they do but they don't um it is getting a re-release on ps4 xbox one oh, and pc cool. um and it's going back to like it's more original title um it's more japanese s title which is near replicant nice yeah i have it on so, pc yeah. i just haven't i've never <clears throat> i've fired it up once that's it so uh yeah i've played it once too and I, that's all I got. it looks like a good game it was what i played of it was fun uh it's just yep. something we we've established several times that I've got a pretty wide library to work through. So <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you and I may have too many games. Yeah, <laughs> just a few. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's it for the news. Perfect. Um. What is what is your review that you want to talk? So about? So my review that I'm going to talk about um is actually not a movie or anything. It is a book series, and the only reason I'm bringing it up as a review is because I did see an article on it while I was doing research for this week's news. Um. And it's a series called Planetary. Um, It is written by Warren Ellis. So if you're enjoying the Castlevania series on Netflix right now, Uh this is the guy who wrote that. Oh. Uh, And he's Warren Ellis has been a comic book writer for a long fucking time. He's one of the 80s guys who started to kind of shift our view of the superhero and take kind of that more real world approach. I, I wouldn't say he delved quite as dark as what Frank Miller did and Alan Moore, but he did right. keep that element of realism. He liked to add a little more humor than what those guys did. He, he had <laughs> yeah, a little bit better worldview. Um, and Planetary in particular is just a really fun examination. There's only three people on the team. Um, there's a guy called Elijah Snow who was part of Wildstorm Universe's what they called uh, Century Babies. Uh, so these were all characters who were born in the Wildstorm universe at the year 1900 and are basically immortal from what you can tell. Okay. Um, uh, so he has cold powers, but they're not like Iceman or anything like that. He literally can just control drop the temperature. So he could kill you by freezing the water in your brain, but he couldn't oh. throw a fucking icicle or a snowball at you. Oh, what a bitch. So it's kind <laughs> of a different interpretation of how those powers work. Uh, the other one is a woman named Jocasta who has very Captain America-esque powers, just super strong, nine vulnerable, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other character is a technopath called the Drummer, uh, who just kind of likes to fiddle around with drumsticks. But uh, he has a lot of cool hippie philosophical, th- philosophical things that he says. Um, biggest tagline of the series is the world is a weird, uh, the world is a truly weird place. Let's keep it that way. So it's kind of them looking into paranormal stuff and just weird shit. There's an arc where it talks about Elijah studying with Sherlock Holmes. Um, 
it's just a really well-written series that's kind of underplayed because it existed in Wildstorm and Wildstorm had Jim Lee and some of the other 90s artists that made some, you know, more flashy characters. Uh, this was more akin to, like, the authority and stuff like that. Uh, great. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, and it's a great series. Uh, the, my favorite part of the villains, which are basically the Fantastic Four, but evil, oh. and they've taken the powers and kind of tweaked them. So, for instance, the guy who would be Mr. Fantastic can stretch, but he can stretch his mind indefinitely, which basically means, like, he's a telepath, and right. he can control that. The Invisible Woman has very realistic powers, which means she can't fucking see when she turns invisible. Because there's no light reflecting off the back of her iris, or off the back of the retina. Right. She can't see, so she needs special goggles developed by the other guy to see. So, there's some really cool takes on power sets in Planetary. Um, There is a crossover with the Authority as well. That's really cool. They use a... Because it exists in that same universe... They have their own uh, bleed ship, as they call them in that, that could travel through the multiverse and things like that. There's some really cool DC crossovers. It's just a really great series that I'd kind of forgotten that I had read until I saw that article that was just like, hey, do you like Warren Ellis? Remember this? And uh, yeah, so if I could say, check it out. They have trade paperbacks out on it. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, it, it's a good read. Just start to finish. So that, that would be my review. All right, fair enough. My review, obviously one of them was card fight because I've been playing it forever, but mm. um, one of that. My other review, <clears throat> and you actually kind of brought it up a little bit earlier and like just touched on it the tiniest bit, um, but you're more so we're talking about, uh, well, you mainly just said words. <laughs> <laughs> you said things and I went, yes. No, um, it's Mortal Kombat. Uh, yep. Mortal Kombat Legends, The Revenge of Scorpion came out. Oh, it's out uh, now. Digital. Uh, yeah, I think it is out physically as of today. Because um, I did watch the trailer uh, and I was like, oh, Tuesday. shit. Um, but digitally it is out and I watched it and it is fucking incredible. And boy, howdy, is it violent as shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> it is just nuts, some of the shit that happens in that movie. And, and like damn man it it is it's good it it changes a few things from like the story you may know of mortal Kombat on exactly like who or how or what on some of the characters but uh for the most part it's pretty accurate on most of it um this is just the first tournament so this is just the first game um uh so it doesn't go any further than that um it is exactly who you think and then Obviously, Scorpion is a good guy um, in this. Um, he's not really a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it, I don't know, man, is really good. Nice. I watched it, and I, like, as soon as it was done, I text Corey because I, I knew he had seen it, and it was one of those things that, uh, you know, I we had talked about it before and we both love Mortal Kombat, and mm-hmm. just instantly was like, I was like, dude, the way Blank died, was fucking sick. <laughs> um, and I don't want to ruin it for you because I, w- I want you to I, be like... I'll probably watch it tonight. You're, you're yeah, and when you watch it, you'll be like, Blank died and it was fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's lots of like lead up. Even the very be- the very beginning, um, 
is uh this isn't really ruining i'm just going to give you like the idea of what the story is because it's mainly about scorpion so it is scorpion and um his kid returning to their village Mm -hmm. to find pretty much everybody dead oh shit because the lin kuei have attacked so sub-zero and and the lin kuei and um they like they get in a little bit of a fight right off the hop and he fucking jabs a sword through the side of the dude's face and all of his like teeth and shit fall out and his eyes bug out and shit um he literally stabs a dude and like slices up and the dude kind of like splits in half um wow but then he finds his wife dead (laughs) and literally goes into like fucking berserk mode and kills like 50 people (laughs) he literally beats this dude like this one guy and he like gets him on the ground and starts wailing on him like just push, push, push. I, I think he's stabbing him actually i think it's like push, 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 push. and then it zooms he stands up and he's like covered in blood and it zooms out and it shows the dude and the dude is just a pile of fucking what looks like ground beef <laughs> like he's just mutilated there's wow. it's a shape of a man with just organs and blood and muscle and skin everywhere it is intense <laughs> dude Holy it fuck. is it is intense and it's got all the characters you kind of expect um it's got sub-zero it's got uh Liu kang uh reptile sonya johnny cage Jax, raiden uh shang sung uh baraka goro quan chi shao khan i'm missing somebody i'm sure uh I never remember his name. Mitaro, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Minotaur. <clears throat> yeah. Guy. Um, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Kano. Like, it's got everybody. Nice. Uh, it's got Katana. It, it's got everybody. Like, you're you're not going to be like, well, my favorite character wasn't there. Because, listen, if your favorite character isn't one of those people. <laughs> yeah, you're you're playing the wrong game. <laughs> yeah. That's... I mean, yes, there's a few. Like, I, like Kung Lao is not there. Um, Melina isn't in it. Um but like at the end of the day, if first of all, if one of your two fucking favorite people isn't either fucking Sub Zero or Scorpion, you're definitely playing the wrong game. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one like yes, I do like other characters in that game, but no one doesn't like them the most. <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah, if your favorite the character is somewhere beneath Kano, then there's you. You need to <laughs> yeah. reexamine what you like. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and it's just like the character's process for everything is very interesting because it's very much they're all there for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Like Liu Kang has been trained. Like this is what he's been training for. He knows he's going there to win Mortal Kombat. He has to win. If he doesn't win, then everything's fucked, right? Yeah. Um, Scorpion is going there because he knows Sub-Zero is going to be there and he wants to fucking murder Sub-Zero. Um. Uh, Sonya Blade is going there because Jax has been taken Mm -hmm. and uh, Johnny Cage is there because he thinks he's filming a fucking movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) and literally it takes him like half the movie to find out that everything is real that's awesome and and at one point in time in the movie he has probably the most like understanding reaction to something I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life because uh again this isn't much of a a spoiler and it's more funny than it is like a plot point but they come to a part where there's just a bunch of dead people in the middle of a field and scorpion's standing there and fucking 
Liu Kang and Sonya Blade like get in fighting positions to fight, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. what's everybody doing? What's that? We could we could talk this out. It's like, no, if Mortal Kombat has been said, then we must fight. It's like <laughs> he just looks at the the Scorpion because he doesn't know idea. He's like, did you ask for Mortal Kombat? And the Scorpion's like, no. And it's like, did we ask for Mortal Kombat? And they're like, no. He's like, then I don't want to fight the guy that just killed all these people in the middle of this field. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be part of this. Yeah. It's like, we don't so have to fight. So if nobody said Mortal Kombat, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking stupid. This guy's a murderer. <laughs> like, he just killed like 20 people with no issue. <laughs> He's a fucking demon man who teleports. I'm okay. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's pretty good. The, the, the movie is good. I'm As soon as everything is normal and I can go buy a physical copy, I'm going to buy a physical yeah. copy. Beautiful. Yeah, I'll <laughs> check it out tonight for sure. Fucking. Yeah. That sounds fun. You won't be disappointed, man. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half. You're, Beauty. It flew by. I almost watched it again as soon as it finished. <laughs> like, I legitimately almost just was like, ah, replay? <laughs> um, yeah, even the intro, even the, like, Warner Brothers thing. I posted on my Instagram, and I'm not sure if you saw it. I don't even know if we're friends on Instagram. But oh, it's literally Daffy Duck comes out of the Warner Brothers logo and is like, well, actually, they're doing his crazy shit. And literally, Scorpion grabs him and he's like, get over here! And pulls him back through the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's the first so minute good. of this movie. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. It's good. It's fucking good. I guess that's something we forgot to talk about. Or I forgot to talk about, at least. What's that? Uh, there is a new Bugs Bunny cartoon coming out. Oh. A TV series. Um... It's very much, uh, it's definitely not Wabbit, which I don't know if you remember from like I, five years ago. Yep, I was saw Wabbit. fucking terrible. It was something. <laughs> um, and previous to that, there was some other like superhero show where they tried to reboot the Looney Tunes. Uh, this looks like people who care a bit more about the classic cartoon are making it, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you thought like the lunatics or whatever, the... Yeah, that's the superhero space. one. Fuck. <clears throat> it wasn't awful, but yes, I could have done without it. Yeah. It wasn't necessary, let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. That was the only thing I think we forgot to talk about. Uh, it looks to me like it's going to be okay. It might not have some of the violent slapstick that it used to, but... Well, yeah, by the look of it, I have faith that we're going to get like a Gravity Falls scenario where this show is written as much for adults as it is for kids. But that would be... That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, other than right. that, I don't think there's really, yeah, I didn't have anything else. All right. Other well, than then, the uh, fact that we figured out that Angry Empoleon is your spirit animal, but. Yes. Yeah. Did yeah, that. You sent me that. And I was like instantly because he, it, I, it, I mean, l luckily they're all good in that season in that series. Yeah. Like all the starters are good, but. Empoleon 100% embodies you, on. especially when. So for those of you know, it was a GIF. I don't even remember what the text above, but it was a picture of a pissed off looking Napoleon, and it just had angry Napoleon noises written under it. Yeah. And I had to instantly message Kevin. I'm like, I think this is your spirit animal. It it, it was um yeah. It's when you're a cool looking Pokemon with a unique type combination, but <laughs> most people choose the monkey because Sinnoh has almost no fire type Pokemon, and then he's just. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his like hands on his hip and he's just pissed he's like fucking pieces of shit but um it's true right he's watery steel he's got like so so like little weakness yeah um like electricity is pretty much his biggest weakness mm -hmm. and again they're all pretty cool in that season but come on man he's a fucking giant 
He's a giant kick-ass steel penguin. Like, fucking... blades on his fins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cool. There's a fighting monkey and a big fucking ground turtle. And a samurai... Or, no, yeah, that's right. That that wasn't the... No, yeah, the samurai otter is... Yeah, whatever. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure Torterra was the other one that season. Earth turtle. Yeah. Um, And not that I don't... I don't like... I, I think they're all pretty good. I think this is, again one of the like one of the versions where almost all the starters were good yeah. but come on he turns into like i i'm a big fan of ones that turn from like super little cute things to killing machines which is why i like <laughs> sand true to sand slash so much <laughs> he's like oh look how round and soft and circly and oh he's so cute and then he evolves and he's like oh he's gonna murder people <laughs> <laughs> without trying he will straight up murder somebody oh, but man. yeah um I guess the yeah. question, uh, as always, is that all? 